everybody, and welcome back to Bear in Mind, the official podcast of AZA's Bear Tag. My name is Emily, and along with Lisa, we are so excited to be talking to you about all things bear. Today, we're going to be diving into a little bit more about AZA's SAFE programs. We're going to be learning about what they are, why they're so important, and how they're related to the bear tag. We're specifically going to be looking a little bit more about one of the newest SAFE programs, the Sloth Bear Save. To talk to us more about this, we have Jared Bixby from the Sunset Zoo in Kansas. Jared, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Before we dive a little bit deeper into the SAFE programs, can you tell us a bit about who you are and how you got started in the zoo field? Sure. So, um, like I said, my name is Jared Bixby. I'm the curator of education at Sunset Zoo currently, and I got my start really in the in the zoo field back when I was at uh, Kansas State University getting my undergraduate degree. Growing up, I had a passion for, for animals. I also had a passion for teaching, and uh, I really wasn't exposed to a lot of zoos growing up where from my hometown. And, uh, and so when I moved to Kansas State University, which is where Sunset Zoo is located in Manhattan, Kansas, I started volunteering at, uh, at Sunset Zoo because really the only thing that I knew was either to, um, was either to get into vet school or pursue teaching if I wanted to do one of those things that I was passionate about. When I got to Kansas State University, started volunteering at Sunset Zoo because that was the thing to do in the pre-vet club. Figured out I could, could do tours and uh, education programs at a zoo around animals and just fell in love with that profession. And, and now I'm, I'm, I've left Sunset Zoo when I was, uh, after I graduated from K-State, I tell people I did the I-70 tour of zoos in Kansas because I was at, uh, I, I was at Topeka Zoo. I've been at Rolling Hills Zoo in Salina. And then now I'm back at Sunset Zoo in Manhattan, Kansas, kind of all along the I-70 corridor that goes through Kansas. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I have to ask, do you have a favorite bear species at all? So uh, the sloth bear, obviously. Growing up and when I was first in the zoo field, um, and, and even to, to this day, I'd have to say penguins are a favorite animal of mine. But as I have been working around sloth bears, um, they have grown and grown. And I they're, they're just my favorite bear species. Yeah, they are awesome bears. At the St. Louis Zoo, we had the pleasure of having one sloth bear. We were kind of an interim zoo for her before she moved to another zoo. And like everybody fell in love with her. There's just something about soft bears that people just just love. They're so charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're so personable for a bear species and so it's hard not to not to like them. So today we're talking more and learning more about what safe programs are and the important role that they play. So Jared, since you are intimately involved in a safe program, can you just tell us a little bit more about safe itself? So what does SAFE stand for? What do they do? Like, what do these programs do? And why are these programs so important? Because we know they are. Yeah, so SAFE is an initiative of the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, or AZA. And SAFE stands for Saving Animals from Extinction. And the SAFE program has really, it, it really kind of got started in AZA approximately 10 years ago. There was this big interest in really trying to strengthen the collaboration between AZA accredited facilities to really have lasting impact and measurable impact on conservation efforts. Prior to SAFE, I mean, we, we worked like through the bear tag, through um, other tags around to do some conservation efforts, but there really wasn't like a cohesive plan. A lot of it was working with field partners that individuals or zoos had or aquariums had. And so they 
they worked with them. And what the SAFE does is it kind of formalizes those efforts and creates a, a plan that um, zoos and aquariums collaborate on to kind of achieve. And they work with field partners for the, the conservation efforts. That's awesome. And can you talk a little bit more maybe about your journey with SAFE and what inspired you to kind of kickstart the initiative to create the Sloth Bear SAFE program? Yeah, so the Sloth Bear Safe was um, was established. It was approved in fall of 2022, and so we have just we're just brand new. We're the 33rd Safe program that has been approved by the Wildlife Conservation Committee or WCC of AZA. We had been talking a lot of a lot of us with uh, with the Sloth Bear SSP and the Bear Tag have been talking about pursuing a safe program for sloth bears for a number of years. A lot of zoos that that have sloth bears have worked with Wildlife SOS, which is one of our key field partners for many years. We're looking at SAFE as a potential way to kind of strengthen that relationship and strengthen the coordination between the zoos and working with Wildlife SOS. And so there's a lot of interest, but it just really hadn't ever, we just hadn't ever gotten together really to submit that application. And so finally in 2022, we we made the headway and we did, um, we put together an application team. The application team was was primarily a group of us that had been on some trips to India to work with Wildlife SOS in the past. And so there were five AZA members that were part of that team to put the application together. Plus, we worked really closely with Thomas from Wildlife SOS as well. As we established it and filled out that application myself, um, I am the program leader and Laura Bernstein Kurtz from the Little Rock Zoo is the vice program leader. So every SAFE is going to have a program leader and a vice program leader, and then they'll have a steering committee. And so we're still in the process right now of formalizing our steering committee to kind of move us forward once we get our plan approved. So you mentioned some of those key players and putting the application together. It's it's a big process. Like putting a SAFE program together is no joke. Um, in terms of the amount of work and the amount of collaboration that needs to happen. So who are, so you mentioned Wildlife SOS. Are they kind of your, uh, what we call in situ or in country or in the field? Are they your main partner or do you have any other partners that Software Safe will be working with as well as your zoo, you know, the zoos that are interested? Throughout this whole process, we have gathered some some lots of support. We started out with, with the Woodland Park Zoo, Christine from the Woodland Park Zoo, Stacy from the National Zoo, Debbie and Laura from the Little Rock Zoo, and myself from Sunset Zoo. Um, we were the application team along with Thomas. And then since then, we have expanded to actually 16 different zoos are participating in the development of our SAFE program plan. The other really exciting thing is, is that in the past, really, our primary field work has been through Wildlife SOS, and we want to keep that field work going, and we want to keep that strong. And there's a history of safe programs. When they get established, they really do. The data really shows that there is increased conservation work around those species once the safe plan gets established and going. And so we want to keep that work on with Wildlife SOS, but we know that with conservation efforts, they're challenging, and they take a lot of people. They take a lot of efforts. And so we actually started building our field partner collaborative effort. And we have since added WCB, which is the Wildlife and Conservation Biology Research Foundation located in India. And then also when AZA announced the approval of the Sloth Bear Safe, the Sri Lanka Wildlife Conservation Society actually reached out to us 
And so we've got those three field partners. And one of our key objectives in our plan is working with the IUCN Bear Specialist Group as well. And so we have four field partners working with 16 zoos that are part of the, the plan that we're working on to develop right now or finalize anyways. That's really incredible. I think that listening to you talk about that and realizing different conservation partners who are reaching out to you because of the SAFE program really speaks to the importance of SAFE and being able to create that connection between zoos and field conservation partners. And I think that's just really incredible. Would you be able to maybe speak to some of the specific initiatives that you and your field conservation partners are working on to help sloth bears in the wild? Right now, we are at the point where we're finalizing our plan. So we are not done yet. Every SAFE program has at least a three-year action plan that they develop and start. And so your action plans, when we develop them, they do go through a review process with the Wildlife Conservation Committee and AZA. And so we're, we're getting near that point to where we're going to be going into a review process, but we're not quite there yet. And so we're still developing these and fine-tuning them. For the most part, the objectives are there. When we first started out in creating our plan, we really honed in and worked with Thomas on the threats facing sloth bears. Of course, with the conservation side of things, we really wanted to make sure that we honed in on what those threats were. And so that's what we did. And we came up with really three objectives, three main objectives um, that we're looking at. And all three objectives are really trying to address one unifying goal. And that goal is to accelerate knowledge generation and transfer about sloth bears that will support increased conservation action to stabilize declining populations through stakeholder engagement, collaboration, and public awareness. And so everything that we're doing is really going to be trying to get at that goal for the sloth bear safe. And so we have, we have four objective areas. One objective is going to be supporting the IUCN bear specialist group in producing a new sloth bear range map. So part of our goal with the Accelerate Knowledge and Transfer Knowledge of Sloth Bears is that Sloth Bears, of all the bear species, is one of the more understudied bear species out there. And so part of that, too, is the range map. We just don't really have a really solid range map that the IUCN can use for the red listing. And so this objective is really going to be helping them really take a model that was created by the Andean Bear Safe program, because they're doing a similar component with the Andean Bear. And so we're, um, IUCN wants to take the Andean Bear Safe, the model and the protocols that they're using for the range map and apply it to the Asian bear species. And so we're going to be helping with coordinating that and helping them, helping the field partners facilitate the data collection and, and what is needed to create that, build that new range map. So that's one of the big components and a big need for sloth bear conservation work is just really having a better handle on the population, what's going on, where they're declining, all of those things. The other component to that, the other objective that we're looking at is really tying to one of the biggest threats that's facing them besides like habitat loss and degradation which is human bear conflict. With population growth in India and habitat loss, habitat degradation, bears venturing more into human areas, um, human settlements, then there becomes a lot of conflict. So sloth bears, a lot of people don't realize because they're, they are, they're very, you know, when you see them at a zoo, they're very charismatic and they're great. People love them. But in, in the wild, their top predator, their main predator is a tiger. And sloth bears can't run faster than a tiger. They can't climb faster than a tiger. Their defense is offense. And so they do attack. And there are a lot of issues with bears attacking humans when they come up in, uh, and surprise them in bear habitat, when they come across them in bear habitat. And so 
We're going to be working with our field partners, Wildlife SOS, the WCB, Sri Lanka Wildlife Conservation Society, all to help them expand their education workshop type efforts that they've got going on, expand those efforts to try to get into more villages and, and educate villagers how to be safe in bear habitat when they're going into, the, into, into bear habitat areas for gathering for whatever that they're, whatever they're going in, into the, in, in their form. So that's another another piece of it. We're also working with them on formalizing some stuff, doing some evaluation to try to make sure that you know they're having the impact that they're really wanting to have with those with those efforts. And then a third piece of it is stakeholder engagement, public awareness, and education. And so it's going to be really kind of the generating strong relationships between all of our stakeholders. It's going to be having developing kind of the public relations education kind of toolkit so that zoos can continue to garner support their audience or slot their slot their work so that you know this all takes money and so we need the support of our audience to be able to provide and help us generate those funds to support the software safe program plan with this objective as well in building those relationships we're going to we're going to continue and kind of build um, what the bear tag started back in 2018 and 2019, which was a trip to India to support the um, wildlife SOS with the care of the bears that they have in their in their uh, rescue facilities. And so we're actually working on planning that next trip for this year to get that started back up to really try to be an annual trip, which is what the bear tag was really starting to work toward before 2020 hit and we all know what happened then. And then the final objective is, is fundraising. So it's really just some strategies on how we can meet those goals, the budget goals that we're going to need to make the plan um, happen. That's fantastic. You know, and again, that's the beauty of SAFE is it just looks from every angle and looks at everything that's going on with a species and where they're at and all the different variables that go into conservation and saving species from extinction. I couldn't help in my mind when you were describing the human bear conflict kind of draw upon like grizzly bears. And even though their numbers are much better on doing okay overall, you know, they still have so much conflict. Human human bear conflict is one of the biggest issues for grizzly bears. And people, you know, when they're hiking or camping have to learn how to be in bear country. Are there any, in terms of the like materials you guys are kind of thinking of, are there any parallels you're able to draw to those materials or would it culturally need to be something different? There's probably opportunities there for us to learn. I think there are a lot of differences between the behaviors of the bears and kind of the motives between the attacks, as well as kind of the areas that the sloth bear or the, the you know grizzly bear they kind of go for are different. And so it's a little bit different, um, but there are there are definitely, I'm sure, some areas that that we can learn from. And so, right now, what we're looking at doing with with that and some of those pieces, the like the WCB and Wildlife SOS have been developing some things over the years, and so we're going to work with them to kind of continue to expand those implementations because some of them are very focused in certain villages, certain states in India, and we want to go beyond those because slaughters are in much of India across India. And so we want to kind of expand that and then really kind of dig into which posters or which mechanism works best for different areas, because India is very diverse from one part of the country to the other part of the country. And so, you know, it's not even guaranteed that what the efforts done in one part of the country, say the Northwest, is going to work in the South Central part of the country, because there is a huge difference in kind of in the populations and kind of the cultures um, in those areas. 
Yeah. And it's those thoughtful approaches that make all the difference in terms of success and being able to achieve your goals. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, to that, when we were developing our plan, one thing that we really tried to do was make sure that everybody's voice who was in the, the development was heard. And, you know, it's been exciting because we have everything from, we have, we have, I'm not the only education person in the, in the group that we have other educators and in, in our group that's helping develop the plan. We have keepers in there helping develop the plan. We have zoo directors helping develop the plan. We have everything, everyone in between. And so we have a really nice, diverse group of individuals with lots of different backgrounds coming in. And, and also we're really trying to listen to our field partners to understand what they're doing and how we can support that and not come in and, and really like say, oh, hey, this is the idea that we think you guys should be doing. It's what are you doing? Do you know it's working? If you don't, how can we, you know, what, what support do you need for us to help figure that out so we can scale it up if it is working? And then if it is working, how do we help you scale that up? So really trying to take that approach with the development of the plan. Definitely. Yeah. I think that community-led and community-centered uh, conservation is so important. And I think, say, 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't really one of the main focuses in field conservation. So I think that it's really great now that we're being able to take those steps and really listen to the communities that we're working with, like you're talking about, being able to listen to those communities and see what they're working on and what they really need from you. And I think that's so important to be able to, to utilize the SAFE program as a vehicle to be able to assist those communities and really just listen to them, which is really cool. Definitely, definitely. It's 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 been a great um, experience overall, just developing the plan, and and we're we're all excited to see it um, get implemented and go through the review process because again, that's going to put more eyes on the plan and hopefully challenge us a little bit more to to fine tune it e even more, and so that we have really as solid of a plan as we can. That's so exciting, and we're very excited for you and for Sloth Bears. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we definitely are. This is going to be a really, really great step for both safe and sloth bears. So it's very, very exciting, the development for this. Going back a little bit earlier, you mentioned that the partnership with Wildlife SOS and the tours that you were doing, the kind of visits were a continuation of the work that was started by the bear tag. Can you talk maybe a little bit about how future progress by the sloth bear safe will be in connection to the bear tag, if there's going to be any crossing over wires or any work done between the two groups? Yeah, so when we when we first went through the application process, we had to get the support and we, we wanted the support. Um, I mean, we would not do this and propose the SAFE without the support of the TAG and the SSB. And so we, we definitely reached out and, and got those got that support. And Debbie, who has been involved with the uh, Slothbear SAFE or the Slothbear SSB and the Bear TAG for many years, um, was actually on our application team as well. That has been really instrumental in, in making sure that we have that that connection. I think a lot of it's going to be a lot of communication, kind of that communication of what we're doing, what the bear tag's doing, kind of things like that. And just really kind of taking to try to elevate the conservation work that the bear tag really, it was started with the slot bear SSP and the bear tag. And we're just trying to elevate that and take it to the next level because there is a big, big emphasis right now with the reorganization of the SSPs within AZA to really have SSPs and, and tags focus a lot on the population management of the bears in care at, at zoos and aquariums. And so, you know, the SAFE is really being able to continue what the conservation efforts that the bear tag really kind of started and pushed forward 
and really continuing that on as that directive from AZA of really honing in on the population management side of things allows them to really focus in and hone in on, on being able to do that some as well. And I'm sure there's going to be more and more collaboration. The Andean Bear Safe, like I said, is, you know, Andean Bear, part of the bear tag as well. And so there'll probably be some more collaboration between the Andean Bear Safe and the Stalker Safe, especially with the range mapping piece. And so it's all really connected there. And it's, and it's really exciting. And the first trip that kind of uh, the bear tag really kind of sponsored and, and organized was in 2018. And, and that was really organized because bear tag really saw a lot of zoos really getting behind and supporting Wildlife SOS. Not many people had really been to Wildlife SOS facilities to kind of see what was going on there. And so we went over and, um, and visited a lot of the facilities. I was the flock bear SSP ad advisor. And so I took over a group of educators as well. And we did some education projects during at the end of that trip. I had a great experience. One of the keepers that was with us on that trip in 2018 stayed behind as well to do some training. And then that really sparked the, the second trip, which was in the fall of 2019. And after that trip and during that trip, everybody was really talking about what a great experience that was. Um, of sharing information between Wildlife SOS and, and the AZA facility um, staff. You know, we talked about trying to make that an annual, biannual kind of trip. And then, and then of course, with 2020 and COVID, that kind of those plans went by the wayside. And, and now with the SAFE, we're trying to reinvigorate that effort. Collaboration makes it happen. You know, that's amazing. And yeah. it's I love that you also mentioned this, the SSP, you know, and everything that's built into all of this, all of this work, because we just talked to Sarah Calandrea with Andean Bear SSP. So connecting the Andean Bear Safe and Salt Bear Safe, all that is just, I don't know, Emily, I'm just, I'm just jazzed. I'm so jazzed about all of this. This it's awesome work. It's incredible. I completely agree. I love being able to just kind of connect the pieces showing how really interlocked the SSPs and the tags and the safes are all together, how they might be, you know, three separate programs, but they're really interlocked and they're able to kind of support each other in different ways, which I think is really amazing and shows how strong the um, AZA and the zoo community is. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, I think that about covers our time. Jared, thank you so, so much for taking the time to come speak with us on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we look forward to seeing everything that goes forward with Sloth Bear Safe. It's going to be really exciting to see all the progress that you guys are going to do with all your field conservation partners. So definitely good luck with that going forward in the future. Yes, very Thanks. excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everybody who took the time to listen to the podcast today. If you'd like to support us, you can be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. If you'd like to learn more about bears, you can find us online at beartag.org or on social media at AZA BearTag on Instagram and BearTag on Facebook. If you have any questions or you want to reach out, you can find us at azabeartag at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.